Hey everyone, it's your boy CJ, not your ordinary CJ, one of the hosts of the Pride, Love, and Ego podcast. Um, my bro Clarence is out right now. Um, he's on a sabbatical right now. So Clarence, I think, and I don't think, I know you're getting some much needed rest and some much time needed to yourself. Um, but yeah, it's your boy CJ, not your ordinary CJ. Like I think I already said I'm retiring, not your ordinary CJ. I think it's about to be the new and approved CJ at 40 because you know I'll be 40 in less than a month. Um, but tonight I got a special guest in the building tonight. A really good friend of mine is my boy Lawrence, Hi. not Lawrence from Insecure, although Jay Ellis paid, um, played um, Lawrence in Insecure. Are you a Lawrence? Um, no, I wouldn't consider myself a Lawrence. Oh, uh, say half and half. Maybe. I'm gonna have good guy I'm that turned into a fuck boy. I'm gonna have some Lawrence. What did Lawrence really turn into a fuck boy? Yeah, well, he was out there doing his thing. He was out there doing his thing. He got cheated on, too. He did. But I think that <laughs> goes into the whole, you know, is there an explanation for cheating? Which we're going to get into that later on. And I think that maybe he had, Issa had a valid reason of why she cheated. Yeah. But we'll get on that later on. But anyways, welcome, Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm just, I'm just glad. That Finally, you came on. You know, I've been trying to get you to come on for like... Ever. You have, you have. But I'm glad you're here now, though. That's all that matters. So I thank you for filling in. Um, You know, you got some big shoes to fill, but you are a special guest, so we thank you for coming on. Clarence thanks you for sure. Um, You know, you're just out here doing your thing, traveling, working, you know, living it up, right? International, not domestic, you know. That part. And breaking news, people, we just found out that, unfortunately, Brian Kemp won... Um, Boo. you know, if we had a sound system, that's what would be, you would hear all types of negative sounds. Um, I don't even know what to say right now, but I was so hoping that my girl Stacy was going to win, but yeah. Stacy, you still the goat. So <sighs> shenanigans, you know, shenanigans, but whatever. But Lawrence, thank you again for coming to the Pride Love and Ego podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. So how was your weekend? I had a good weekend. Um, you went to the Falcons game, right? Yeah, I did. Hey, now that's <laughs> I not like the Falcons. You sound you sound down about that too. Because well, I was with my family, so that was good. It was a much needed family outing. We haven't been together in a while, so that was nice. But you know, you go to a football game, you want your team to win, and so the thing with the Falcons, I like them, but they'll be winning the whole game, and then in the last minute, the other team will come back and win. So it's just a little upsetting. Have they been losing a lot of games this season? I think. I mean, I don't keep up with football that much. Hold up now. You just said you're a Falcons fan, right? I mean, I'm, But you I have been keeping home. up with them? I'm a fan of a lot of things. I don't keep up with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Let the people know what you're a fan of. Maybe, <laughs> maybe only fans? That might be another conversation. For maybe another only day. fans? But I'm just going to say. No, no, over I'm going to just say, you know, I think right now they're scoring. Don't look over. Hold on. Don't look over what I said about the OnlyFans. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? Uh I'll have to show you what it is later on. (laughs) They don't know what OnlyFans is, but okay. So you said you haven't been following with the Falcons like that. I think they've won like four games and this is their fifth game they lost. I think like their streak is like, I think they've won half their games and lost half their games or something. Okay. Yeah. It's something like that. Okay. Yeah. So you had a good Sunday fun day with the fam. With the family. Anything yeah. else you do over the weekend? I did go to a spa over the weekend. Oh as well. really? How yeah. was it? 
I think it was a good time. Really? Yeah. Oh, you, did you go alone? I didn't. Oh, okay. Who'd you go with? Um, I, was it you? I don't know. Was it not you? I think I was, was in the twin? best. You have a twin brother. I have a twin, for sure. That's what it was, yeah. It was a 24-7 spa, right? It was. Oh, uh, nice I've heard about them. Would you recommend it? I would recommend it. That's a go down at but the I, spa. I was, I, I was very G-rated. Very G-rated. Does it go down at the spa? Cause I, heard... I don't know what they do. Oh, you don't I'm, know. I'm a born again Christian. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> well, speaking of weekends, my weekend was cool. Um, yeah, what you do? What you do? You know, I had a birthday party to go to, all black with a pop of color. Mm. Shout out to Zach, Dr. Zachary Kurt. Um, of the five guys on live. Happy birthday, doctor. Um, amazing party and a dope ass venue in um Buckhead. Mm-hmm. Um he always does fabulous parties. So yeah, I was it's always an honor to be invited to his parties. We had a great time, everyone looked great, the food was great, the music was great, the vibe was great. I mean, the whole thing was just great. I enjoyed myself, I had a good time. That's good. And then Sunday I just kinda chilled out, whatever. Um, you know, back to work, you know how that is or whatever. So that was my weekend, but um, you know, we're gonna get in with the shits and the shenanigans and things like that or whatever. Um, but as we're getting into those things, and I did mention earlier that I'm about to be turning forty in a month now, a month and like a week out or whatever. Um, you know, I want to know what does forty look like when people say that. You know, I've had people come to me, several people, when I'm be like, "Oh, I'm about to be forty, but oh wow, you don't look forty like you're like you know your late twenties or early thirties." And I'm very appreciative of the comment, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking to myself, like, what does 40 really look like? Like, what is it supposed to look like? Are you expected to look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way? I may act like I'm in my late 40s. I am very much of an old man. I like to stay in the house. On the contrary, what people think that I'm always outside or whatever, I'm really in oh, the wow. house. Now, you know, if it's not me going out to eat or nothing, I'm in the house. It's been a time or two we've been out and you've been wanting to stay out longer than me and I'm ready to go. Like you're only talking about that one time in Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, that was one time and we were there for... Shout out to Tony, a.k.a. She by Sheree and not Sheree. And not Sheree Whitfield. Not the <laughs> legendary Sheree Whitfield, but you know what I mean. But um, that's the only time I want to stay out or whatever. But on a typical night, I'm in the house. Like, if I'm not traveling, I'm in the house traveling. Right, right. So, I'm not even... No, that's not me or whatever. But, no, I just want to know, like, what is 40 supposed to look like? Because, to me, I feel like especially black people, and most black don't crack unless you live a stressful life. Now, sometimes people, even black people, you can see it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you look like you've been through some shit. Like, you had a hard life. substance abuse. That, too. You know what I'm saying? Out there in the streets or whatever the case may be. But... I know my mom, she's 61. Shout out, mommy. Shout out to my mom. And um, she'll be 62 next year. And she looks like she's in her late 40s, 50s. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, what is 40 supposed to look like? Because you're closer to 40 than 30. I am. You look young, though. So I'm sure that you hear it all the time, too. But it's like, what is it supposed to look like? I would say I think it looks like whatever you... That particular person, their individual self, what they feel it should look like. I think we we have a habit of generalizing and putting everyone, labeling everyone in the same box when 40 for you may look different than 40 for me. So, And, and you know, I think people sometimes have these antiquated ideas and, and they have stereotypes of what 40 looks like. So to them, when they see 40, 
you know, think about when we were in high school or college and we saw someone was 40. Heck, I think people our age in their late 30s, we would be like, oh, that's old. Right. You know, so. But like, bitch, you're going to be there one day. Exactly. Hopefully. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? With the way shit be going on. But then when you flip it, you really think about like an older person. I hear my grandparents say all the time, like someone our age could die. And they'd be like, they were so young. So it's really just in the interpretation. I think just depending on where you are. Well, I think when people pass away in their 50s and 60s, I think that's young still too. That is But you know, our grandparents always be like, they were so young. Or or people in general, like, you know, whoever's reporting on it in the news, you know, people will say that was such a young age. But, but again, to someone that's 12, 13, or 16, that's old. So Absolutely. I mean, they lived a longer life, for sure, but I still think that's young. Yeah, and I think your lifestyle gives... It may not necessarily... When they say that, it may not necessarily just be focused on how you look. Don't get me wrong. You do look amazing, by the way. You know, oh, I appreciate never, it. I would never give you turning 40 here. Right? Look at me. I'm perpetuating what we're talking about. But, no, I think it also could be, like, your energy that you give off. Like, a youthful energy. And I'd, I'd say... For someone that's known you a year now, I think you, you know, again, not to stereotype and perpetuate it, but you have a youthful vibe to you. You like you don't. Well, I'll drink to that on my non-alcoholic drink. I was my about good... to say, well, what drink? <laughs> Child, please. Yes, in my red solo cup, it is non-alcoholic. As you guys know, I do not drink. Yes, as he's sipping on his red wine. Yes. What kind of wine are you sipping on? This is uh, a Merlot. Okay. Is that like an expensive brand of wine? You know, I don't drink, so... It's sophisticated. It is sophisticated? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I High class. I is that from Italy when we went to Italy last no, year? it's not from Italy. Okay, no. so that would be sophisticated. It's from the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you're over here trying to front? Niggas be trying to front like they be buying like the best of the best, child. That's what, from Kroger? Publix. I don't know where... My, actually, my friend bought it for me, so... Probably got it from Kroger. Public, so. Now is this a friend? It might, friend? Whole, it might be Whole Foods. Is this a friend, friend, or just? It's a my best friend, if you must know. Okay, you know, well, the people want to know. Shout out to Brian. Yeah, well, shout out to Brian. You know, the people, <laughs> the people, the people want to know. The people want to know. You know. So thank you for giving me that. You know that perspective on what forty should look like. So as we're going on with the show, you know, I do want to talk about. You know. Let's take a step back in time as we're talking about age and, you know, mm-hmm. what would you tell your younger self if you knew what you knew now? So, like, the things that you know now, if you can go back in time and tell your younger self, what would you tell them? I think I would tell my younger self to be more patient with my, um, to be more patient, to um, to not have such... To not put so much pressure on myself to conform to certain expectations. And what I mean by that is we typically, you know, especially in American society, you know, we're taught that by a certain age, we have to have the house with the white picket fence. We have to have, you know, the two car garage. We have to have the perfect job, the perfect car. You know, we have to be married and have so so many kids and things like that. So anyway, I say all that to say. You know, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to realize that even just around me and my friends, you know, success comes at different intervals for some of us. Um, Some of us are figuring things out, figuring out our purpose, who we are, you know, a little later than others. It's not a race. You know, everyone develops and grows and succeeds and excels at their own time. And I will admit, I put a lot of undue stress on myself over the years trying to, you know, um, 
a beat the clock, so to speak, to make sure I had certain things. And to me, by doing that, I mean, I may not necessarily have always been in the right relationships. I mean, I necessarily have always been in the right jobs, but because I was always chasing this fantasy of what I expected my life to look like, I think I really created, you know, more disappointment for myself. So I think the main thing I would tell myself, my younger self, is to just figure out what you are passionate about. Spend this time mm, figuring like that. that out. It doesn't matter what type of job you're working. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just, you know, take time to figure that out mm-hmm. and everything else will fall into place. And don't I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, what, what, about I would, you? what about you? What I would tell my younger self is don't rush to become an adult. Do not rush it, okay? Because adulting is hard. Mm. Inflation is real, okay? Listen. And these bills are real. And work is real, okay? Mm. Um, you deal with shit on the job. You deal with shit outside of the job. Um, it's hard. It's hard. So I would never... I would tell myself, don't rush it. Like, enjoy being a child. Enjoy being a preteen. Enjoy being a teenager. Like, enjoy college. Enjoy all that. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it because when it so comes, would, it comes. So when you go back and you want to go back and be ready to drive a car, so you could you know get, go where you want to go. Well, maybe a car, house. maybe a car. Yeah, That's but to be an adult. Everything. Well, look, I don't have to pay no bills at the age of sixteen either. You know what I'm saying? You could drive at sixteen. Depends on the household you in. Some well, people, some people's household. You get a job, you start help with the bills. Well, my mom was that person when I was eighteen <laughs> and I graduated. I did have to give, you know, I think fifty dollars a week. She did instill that to me at a very young age. Like, you know, you have mm-hmm. to give something, you know, to teach me responsibility, which I don't think is nothing wrong with that. No, you know, I agree. Um, but that's one thing I would tell myself. Another thing I would say to myself is to not take things for granted. Don't take nothing for granted. Don't take people for granted. Don't take life for granted. Um, just don't take nothing for granted because people do take things for granted. Hell, people take just the world we live in it for granted. And I think we had touched on that before, like how, like, you know, you like outdoors and I like outdoors and just like looking at the natural scenes around us Mm -hmm. and the sunrise and the sunset, just the beautiful things that we could see. People take that for granted. Um, I know you had mentioned before we were just talking, I forgot when we were talking, but you had mentioned how people take, you know, living by the beach for granted. Yes. And we like going to the beach. But then I had said to you, I was like, well, I don't think they take it for granted. I just think that, you know, since it's something that they can always assess, you know, because it's right there for them. It's just second nature to them. But that's the same as taking something for granted. I don't think it's taking it for granted. I, if it's I something you always have access to. For example, if someone is in, in a marriage, they have a husband or a wife, they can sometimes take that person for granted because they know that person, they're in that marriage with that person. They're always oh. there for them. When they get sick, they're going to help them feel better. You know, when, when they need something done, a task done, they could step in and help them out with it. If they one of them leaves their job, the other person can help pay the bills. You take, I mean, not to say you don't appreciate those things, but you could low-key take it for granted. <sighs> womp womp. I mean, okay, I'll take that. Whatever. I'll take that. Um, I would also tell my younger self to be more patient with things in life. Um, I would also tell younger self, my younger mm-hmm. self, is to never rush greatness. It doesn't matter when you achieve your dreams. You could be good. 40, 50, 60. Yes. 35, it don't matter. You can go to school at the age of 60 and get your degree. It don't matter. You don't have to follow everybody and go to college right after high school and get a, get a bachelor's and a master's and a doctorate and whatever. You don't have to do all that. You do it at your own pace and do what makes, what makes you happy mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I would continue to keep listening to my mom and what she said to me at a young age, which was to, you know, be a leader, not a follower. You know, don't follow people. You be the lead of your own life, you know what I'm saying? Lead the path that you want to go down. 
Um, because when you follow people, people can get you in trouble, lead you down the wrong road, yeah. um, deceive you, lie to you, you know. So I would definitely continue to listen to that from my mom because she instilled that in me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that and to remain humble. Like, That's a good one. I don't think I think I was humble when I was younger. No, because I know. Well, when I'm in my 20s, I know it was a time when I wasn't and something happened to me and that woke me up for sure. Um, but I would always tell myself to remain, my younger self to remain humble, keep your faith high, always put God first, um, and never lose sight of where you came from. Never. We could use a lot of that in today's society, more humility, more, you know, faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I would tell myself. Um, that thing I would, I would tell myself that. And to go places in your life where you want to go, not where other people want you to go. You to go. Okay, yeah. I think also another thing I would add to that would also be um, setting boundaries. I think I would tell my younger self the importance of learning to set boundaries. I don't think we I set think, boundaries as, a, as adult. I think we allow certain things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, we, I think when you're young, too, you're a little more naive. You don't really know, you know, the process on things. And, you know, you have a different perspective on the world. But I know I've gotten in relationships where people have taken advantage. I know I've been around certain family members that, you know, may have taken advantage of certain things. But now as an adult... I have created I have created boundaries that successfully helped me preserve my mental health and allow me, you know, to still be there. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a selfish person. I'm I'm very loving, you know, always wanting to help people that in need. Um, but I've also learned and even if for my next relationship, you know, I've learned how I'm gonna set certain boundaries, you know. Absolutely. And you gotta protect your mental health. Yeah. I would tell my younger self that as well. Protect your mental health. Mm-hmm. For sure. At all costs. Yes. At all costs. Yes, because mental health is real. For yeah. sure. So, moving along, you know, we do live in the great city of Atlanta. Mm. As, you, as you sip your wine. Yes. And I think you have brought up a scenario, not even a scenario, that an issue that when people move to a new city, you know. Yes, yes. Do you give them the opportunity to date? You or whoever, or do you say, Hey, you know, you're new to the city, you know, go do what you want to do. Then once you get out your system, you can come date me. Yeah, I think it's like an unwritten type of thing here, you know, and it may not be just made, it may not be just, you know, um, I guess, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, it could apply to other cities as well, but you know, we tend to have the tendency, you know, if someone moves here and they're new here and they take an, you take an interest in them. And then you find out they just moved here, it immediately throws up a red flag. And so, so does it throw a red flag for you? Um, because now I'm ready to get into the ships. <laughs> I, I'm sitting up for. I was already setting up people, but I'm sitting up, sitting up. I would say it does, but I don't think that that is fair. Absolutely not. I don't think it's fair to apply that. That blame. do you really truly believe that everyone that moves to the city of Atlanta, and we're not even going to just say Atlanta. We can say any city, whether it's Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte, New York, D.C., Houston, Dallas, Vegas, L.A., like Chicago, major cities where you know there's a lot of attractive people, guys and girls, depending on what your your preferences. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's fair to say that? Well, let me take those cities out because Atlanta does have a rep. <laughs> For, you know, free cold shit, right? <laughs> and people coming down here for the boys and stuff like that, right? Right, right. And the partying, you know? So, 
Um, do I believe that all the guys are coming down here for that purpose only? Um, I'm not going to put an age cap on it. Um, but I don't believe that all guys come down here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's very easy to get sucked up and get consumed with all the extra stuff that goes on in Atlanta. But I think Atlanta actually is a great opportunity for black businesses, um, people who want to be actors, entertainers. Um, exactly. I think it's just a land opportunity for black people in general. Exactly. Um, so I don't think that everyone's coming down here for that. However, if I was to meet someone I knew that they just moved here, I would not not want to date them. I would date them. But I would definitely have my eyes wide open at all times because... But shouldn't you do that with... Just a normal someone who's been in Atlanta five years that you know. That I mean, you should do with well, well. Since you said that, anyone, you, you right? should be there with anybody, no yeah. matter who it is. You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. So yeah, I mean, I would just be a little bit more precautious because I'm just gonna be like, mm, you just got here, you haven't got to really explore the city. But then, what if it's a situation to where the person used to live here eons ago and they moved back? Or if it's a person that may not be out like that, like that's not their scene, that's not their thing or whatever, I could see that then. You know, I think it's a case by case scenario. If they're not out like that though, they could still just, they could still do free Okay, coach. true. Free no, behind doors, behind yeah, closed doors. Yeah. Absolutely, you're right about that. Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm okay with giving them a chance. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay with giving them a chance. Because again, someone could be coming down here with not that intentions. I want to use this this opportunity, this conversation to really tell myself that, you know, because, yes, I think I have been kind of brainwashed into thinking that. So, you know, next person that might move here, you know, if I ever come across that scenario, I definitely want to be more patient and, you know, just go into it with an open mind. Like you said, you know, keep my eyes open and just be aware that, you know, anything can happen. They could really just fall into the, you know, into everything. And not to say that, you know, I... I don't want to get on him bash talk about our city because I love Atlanta. I think it's a great city. Absolutely. I really do. And I hate the rap that it gets sometimes. I feel like I have to sometimes defend it because everybody will talk about us. But every year when Labor Day happened or Labor Day weekend or MLK weekend happened or not even that, just a regular weekend in the summer, where is everybody flocking to? That part. Or they'll talk about it, but then want to move here. Yeah. Or they'll say they don't want to talk to no guy from Atlanta, but Meanwhile, then they end up talk talking to the guy. Or that part. That part is like they want to, they want to bash Atlanta in public, but low key in private. Come down here on the low, you know what I'm saying? But they know they'd be down here. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like that either. I, I, yeah, I think that's so whack. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, ultimately, I would give someone a chance. Okay, I would give someone a chance. I think, um, I think so too. Give, give I think it's a case by case scenario. I mean, I would. I'm not gonna say I would give anyone a chance. Until you show me otherwise. I, I mean, I've had friends that will say things like, you know, I'm going to give this person X amount of time to, like, play around. like, And then I'll tell them, you know, get back at me in, like, six months or whatever. Or a year. Get back at me or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, if that works for you, I guess, you know. But I, I, I do think, you know, I, I mean, we all moved to Atlanta and we were new to it all. It, it's, it could be alluring. It could be very alluring. So, you know, what if you have someone that never lived here, right? But they came here quite often, right? And they know what the city is about, right? I think at that point, they kind of already know what the city is. You know what I'm saying? Because visiting is different from when you live. No, it, it, okay, so it definitely is different from living and visiting for sure. But if you have someone that's been coming here for years, 
I'm sure they played around down here quite a few times if they've been coming down here, if that's what they're into, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, I think it's like, okay, well, maybe they got it out their system. You know, they come down here all the time, whatever. They do their thing. So if that's what they do, let okay. me put that out there. Yeah, that's a good and that's a good way to look at it. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving along, we're talking about data and everything. You know, I want to know, you know, and we may have talked about this before in the past. Um, you know, we've been on for three seasons, you know, but it's always good to get different people's uh, perspective on things and their outlook on, you know, life and dating and sex and all the other good jazz. Um, but is there a real explanation for cheating? That's the first question. And could you ever come back from that? Oh, that is a good question. It's a loaded question, I feel like, too. It's very loaded. Okay. Um... I would say, y'all are probably going to beat me up over the head over this, but I would say, yes, I do think there's a valid explanation for cheating. Oh, boo. Man, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So I'm looking at it from the aspect of that person that is that, the offender, whoever's cheated. And the reason I say it's valid is because I think when people cheat, they always have a reason as to why they cheat. And There's I always think, a reason. Now, yes, is the reason but, valid but or not? Reason, I think everyone's feelings are valid. There's a, they, felt, <laughs> they felt a reason. I mean, I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings, especially someone I'm, cause I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship with. I don't want to invalidate. They didn't care about your feelings when they fucked around on you? Um, so why is there... That necessarily, I may not necessarily be true. You weren't thinking about me when you cheated on me. So that means you didn't take my feelings into consideration. They could have been thinking about you. They could what if they what if they were thinking about, oh, I would love to get Lauren. I would love to get CJ in on this action too. <sighs> Anyone that's listening to this right now, when it, <laughs> when, actually when this airs, if you want someone that is okay with cheating, being cheated on, you can date Lawrence. Wait Capo, a minute. Okay? No, I am not saying because that. Because he's gonna feel, he says your feelings are valid and um there's a, always an explanation, a valid explanation on Listen, why they cheated. I'm just saying if that person's going to have typically a reason as to why they cheated on you. Now, you know, I'm not saying I have to agree with it. Again, I'm not saying I have to stay in the, in the situation. I have to stay in the relationship. But you're asking me, do I think cheating can have a valid explanation? I think it can because if that person feels like, especially if they communicate to you things beforehand. For example, if they're communicating to you and saying that they feel neglected or they feel like something's missing and you don't really seem to care or want to, you know, try to help navigate through their feelings and, and, and what they're lacking, what's lacking. If you just turn your shoulder and don't really give two fucks about it, then I do think that person's feelings are valid, you know, like, and, and that could lead them to cheating. Now, is it right what they did? No. And do you have to stay in the situation? No. But I do think it could be a valid reason. Um, and like I, I expressed to you earlier, you know, I think I mentioned before earlier, like what if this person it has some type of addiction or some type of problem they're dealing with, a sex addiction that is manifesting or something like that. Like, when did they tell you that in the midst of them being in a relationship they may not with know. you? They may not know. Oh, they know. They may not know. They know. They're using that as an excuse. You may not know that you're an alcoholic. Sometimes people don't know that they're alcoholic. Uh, what did I say? The first step to recovery is acknowledging admitting, like, admitting, admitting that you have a problem. And some people is don't admit it. it. They're in denial. Oh, please. People you, are in denial. Wh- they're in the denial, but they know they don't, they don't want to hear the truth. That's why. Oh, what if their lifestyle has been they were single 10 years before they met you, 10, 15 years before they met you, and they've just been having 
you know, all this amazing. So shit. you're saying because they've been single for 10 years? Because hell, I've been single for 11 years. So that gives me the right to go and cheat on someone if I start dating someone. You know that you wouldn't if you got in a relationship with somebody? I believe in having a monogamous relationship. So I don't even believe in that shit of cheating. If you don't I'm think everyone g- believes in it when they go into it? Absolutely not. They could believe in it. I don't believe that. I believe that people believe in having multiple lovers and people believe in having open relationships. Wait, so you believe, you think people enter in relationships with the already knowing they're going to cheat? Absolutely. Mm. People want... That's a little deceiving. Is it? Deceptive, yeah. It's wrong for me to think that people go into relationships knowing that they're going to cheat. What's the prayer? If we're doing... Okay, if we sit down and have a conversation and say we're going to be monogamous, then at that point... You are, you're being deceptive because you know what monogamy means. Well, what if you don't even have the conversation of that you want a monogamous relationship? You're going to automatically think that if we're, in the, if we're in a relationship that this is going to be a monogamous relationship. That's what you're going to think, right? If you don't have that conversation because that's what it is. is one person, one person that's together, right? No one else involved, right? What I'm saying is that I, I'm not saying that all men go into a relationship wanting to cheat, but I do believe that men like to have their cake and eat it too. Oh, of course. People, I said this to you before. People in general, they want the fact that they want the luxury of saying they can play house. And on the other hand, that they can go out and do what they want to do and be outside in these streets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does it make it right? Absolutely not. But I think that's why now more open relationships are more of a topic now. More polyamorous relationships is more of a thing now. Even though Swingers has been around for eons, I think people are now more entertaining the fact of open relationships and polyamorous relationships because they want more than one person. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I like to think I'm very forward thinking, but I still feel like in some senses I'm more traditional. I, I, I still believe in monogamy. You know, that's just something I put a lot of pride As you should believe in having a monogamous relationship because I damn sure do. And I'm going to tell you this. If you cheat on me in the first three months, I don't really want to hear your explanation. I don't. Because I kind of feel like if we're just now officially dating, right? Why the fuck are you cheating on me already in three months of us being official? Now, if we were dating and you did it, I don't think I'd be as mad. But if we were officially dating, like I mean exclusively dating... It's a problem, but I think you even have a problem with me saying the word exclusively dating. Because it's like, what does that mean? I mean, people have different... I don't... It's either you're talking, we're dating, exclusively dating, and then it's a relationship. Exclusively dating is the same as their relationship. What's the difference? Um, I... <laughs> if, if someone says to you, after y'all, if you met somebody, y'all talking, y'all talk for like three or four months or whatever, and then they come to you and they say, I want to, I, I, I want to exclusively, like, I want us to start exclusively dating. Someone says it to me. I'm interpreting that as we boyfriends now. No, I mean, I think, okay, hold on. Because see, so, so hold okay, on. what makes it a relationship when you go get to the relationship phase? What is Wait extra versus the exclusively dating part? Like, what extra are you Hold on, because let me take a sip of this good OJ real quick. Hold on, <laughs> because. Hmm. Let me tell you something. We need to figure this out. We're about to figure it out, okay? Because my thing is this. If we say exclusively dating, that means now we can probably essentially go public with us dating. Not meaning we're in a relationship. Like, we're, like it's okay to tell people that we're dating. I don't think that it means you can go step out, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just me and you. Now, when we're dating, I think if you step out, it's not really something serious because we're just dating. If we're exclusively dating, that means that we're on the road of becoming in a relationship. That's how I take it. Well, see people, and see, this could be the reason why some people might cheat. Like, I think people sometimes have different 
different explanations. Well, that's why you need to have those. You need to have those those conversations exactly. when you meet someone. Be like, exactly, because well, three months in, what you consider a relationship, the other person may think that y'all just still casually dating. Well, I would know the difference. I'm going to ask. I'm like, what are we doing? Are we exclusively dating? Can we date other people? Or are we in a, a relationship? Like, are we actually boyfriend? And boy? I'm asking questions okay. because I need clarity and I'm not going to assume things, whatever. So I feel like I need to know what's going on as we all should know what's going on if we're dating someone. Right. But you don't believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, if they cheated on me, because that was that was the initial question. Yeah. Fuck No. If it's three months in, no. I just, I, if it were up to me, if I had to put a scale on it, I'd say 85 to 95, 85 to 90% of the time, I probably would be like, you know, I'd probably say, you know, I can't do this. I'll, I'll just exit the situation. But that other maybe 10 to 15% of the time, it really could depend on my, what the circumstances are, what this person is dealing with. Again, I don't believe humans are robots. I don't believe if someone has been living the bachelor lifestyle for 10 years or something like that, I wouldn't expect them to necessarily just get it all right. Like we're off switch or on an off switch when we say we're going to be boyfriends that they can have a, you know, maybe make a mistake here or there. To be honest with you, I'd rather than make the mistake early on so we can address the issue, especially if they come to me and they tell me they have solutions. Like if, if they confess it to me that they did it and then they tell me, for example, they're a sex addict and they tell me, I think I might have a sex addiction. And I did X, Y, Z with such, you know, with this particular person. I also made an appointment with, with a counselor or a therapist next week. I want you to come to a session with me and let's iron this all out and work on it. In that case, I might consider, you know, still staying in the situation and working through that. Because that could just be one little role. All relationships have ups and downs. That could be just an early down for us. So, you know... Again, like I think when we think of cheating, we always think this person's sneaking, creeping around. So if your nigga cheats on you and then you forgive them, right, within three months they cheat on you, right? When he go out somewhere, you're not going to be thinking he's doing something? You think Beyonce still think Jay-Z doing something? Every time he goes somewhere? Hold up now. They have a lot more invested in each other. Years invested. I'm literally talking about someone cheated on me in the first three months. And you sit here and say, okay, well, that explanation was okay, right? If he tell you I'm going to the local grocery store, are you gonna be like, well, are you gonna be timing him to see how long it takes him? Because you just cheated and you just now forgave his ass. I know for a fact that you're gonna say, like, okay, every time he's goes somewhere, you're gonna be questioning like what's going on. You're going to because that trust level has been broken because he cheated on you. Or they the trust level, the trust penalty would be even more severe the longer y'all been together. Because you might think to yourself, did I really know you or are you capable of all this time? Like, to me, that's why I feel like I give someone the benefit of a doubt a little earlier on than, than maybe. I mean, not to say either. Again, I'm not saying I would 100% stay in these situations, but I like to realize we're all human. We all can, can, no one's perfect. We all can fall and make mistakes here and there. So try to. I would try to use whatever information I have. I would pray on the situation. I would definitely, you know, seek advice from friends. And, and I'm not seeking friends for friends. Seeking advice from friends, not at three months. I'm not. <laughs> not at three months. Now, let me go a little bit deeper into this. Now, if it was something that we had invested time, I mean, well, time is time, right? But I mean, like, if there was time, time invested, like we've been together for two, three, four, five years, whatever. You know, we have a house together, like things like that. Then, okay. I would want to hear the explanation and probably consider it because you really can't say what you're going to do until you're in that situation. 
people can always tell you, oh, just get up and leave. You know, that person cheated on you, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it may be a situation to where maybe we weren't having sex. And maybe they didn't know how to come to me and tell me that, you know, this is why we weren't having sex. Or whatever the case may be. You know, you just don't know. But um, it's a case-by-case scenario for me. Exactly. For sure. Definitely. I, I don't know, though. But I feel like you did not care enough at the time when you did it. You weren't thinking about me. You weren't thinking about my body. Like, you put me in jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're messing around with someone else. God knows what the hell they got going on. Who the fuck they fucking around with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like you cared about me at that point. Yeah, but, I mean, again, just playing devil's advocate here. If they have an addiction, that's the last thing they're going to be. You and this addiction. I'm just saying, like, if a person is an alcoholic... You know, and, you're, and, you're, you, and, you're you to, and you get on to them. No, you're, re- on, you're me, reaching. Let me let me finish. Here. I'm not reaching. I'm actually going to bring you back. I'm going to be putting you back down to the surface. Oh, OK, <laughs> I, if someone is an alcoholic and they have like a condition going on, I could tell them blue to the face every day. I don't like you drinking, CJ. I don't like when you drink. I don't like when you drink. You think when you go in that, that grocery store and, and you in that and you buying that wine or that alcohol, you really think you're thinking about what I said? You don't care because you're trying to get your whatever your desire is. You're trying to fulfill that desire and and to curb whatever craving that you have. I don't think that means that you don't care any less about this what this person feels or what they're thinking. But I don't necessarily think that again. Like I don't think every person that cheats has just this nefarious, malicious intent. Like I'm gonna get him. I'm about to cheat on him. I don't like it. You know, I don't think sometimes it's always portrayed as evil. I do. Th- okay, I would not. Okay. In the media and stuff. I, okay, I will say as a percentage, I do believe there's men out here that just naturally cheat because they want more than one person, and they don't want to. Exactly. They don't want to use the term open relationship or poly relationship. They just, you know, what I'm saying. Um, but I also feel like there's a situation where things happen in a relationship which either can force a person to cheat or they're in a situation where they do cheat. I could just, for example, I'm just saying that like, you know, someone could be a really great boyfriend and they could be trying so hard to give their all to their partner. And let's say their partner is just not really paying them any attention, taking them for granted. We just talked about taking stuff for granted. Let's right. say their partner's taking them for granted and they're doing all these good things and all these good things and they're not reciprocating this love and affection towards them. And then they just happen to go out on a friend's trip with some friends or something to meet someone that they really are physically attracted to and also is giving them what the other person is giving. I'm not saying that it's right because they should communicate to their, their partner how they feel. But we are human, you know? And I feel like humans make mistakes. So... Again, I'm not saying I advocate for it, and I'm not saying that I would necessarily just automatically stay, but I will always try to think about the human mind and the, and the fact that like if that were me and I fumbled and made one little mistake, I mean, sometimes people get caught up in the heat of the moment, and I'm not making excuses for it, but you mix, you know, you mix some alcohol, you mix some drugs in there a little bit, people's judgment gets thrown out of wire, they may make a mistake, and they may wake up in the morning and really regret it. You know, again, it may not be the person that's just want to sneakily do it. Like, to me, I have more compassion for the person that has one slip-up and one little mistake versus the person that starts a whole affair behind my back. Well, how do you know they're still not having the affair? They could just say, oh, I just... You know, they could have been, oh, I cheated, boo. I just want to let you know. It just happened one time. And in reality, they're still messing with the person. They could, but what do we do as humans, especially people you date? You have to give them the benefit of the doubt, what they say, until they prove you otherwise. You know, and I like to think if a person told me that, they wouldn't still be doing that. Well, people, I think a person that's going to continue an affair is not going to tell you. They're going to be that doing a well, back. You're going to catch them. 
Well, probably a man because women are smarter than men and men get caught quicker than women when they cheat. That's the whole fact. But people, you heard it. I mean, you know, Lawrence, you know, if you're with him, you can cheat on him and in the first three months. Oh, wait a minute. You're trying. You're He's going to be okay with it. No, I'm not. He's going to listen to the explanation. On the record, I might might cut you you faster than CJ would. He's going to listen to the explanation, you know, analyze the situation and probably forgive you. Um, even the first three months. I mean, if the sex good, I'm just fine. <laughs> no, that, mind you, let me tell you that he's dead ass serious. That's the funny thing. No, he's dead I'm ass not, serious. That's bad I'm sex outweighs someone. Okay, let's speak on it. I am. I am no, no, let's man. speak on it though. Does bad sex, bad sex? Does good sex outweigh someone cheating on you? Mm-mm. If not at all, I don't want anyone to set that precedent. That, that was a joke, everybody. Right, right, but but let's talk about it because there are people that who do that. There are people out here that will stay with someone because the sex is so good. That part, and they feel like they can't do no better than anybody else when no. it comes to sex. So there for are me, millions of people on this planet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but sometimes you only get that connection with certain people. Now, now, come on, now, now. I done been around the we block. We had a little conversation earlier, and I reminisced a little. So yeah, right. <laughs> now I done been around the block. You know, once upon a time, not long ago. <laughs> I was a hoe, you know? Um, and I'm admitting it. I won't take you back because I did this shit, you yeah, know. Same. But um, no, I mean, when you find that one person that you or you know, you you have sex with, you be like, damn it, man, like it'd be like some sprung type shit. You know what I'm saying? For me, if you cheat on me, I don't care how good the sex is, it's a no for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a no. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking miss it, but you violated the trust. Yeah, I, I have better sleep at night knowing that I may, I'm not staying in a situation with someone that's going to... It's a nighttime full of passion. disrespect me. Play, blatantly disrespect me like that. You know? Is a nighttime full of passion worth the heartache and pain of you cheating on me? Exactly. And looking stupid in these streets knowing that you're cheating on me and people know that you're cheating on me? Oh, no. It's a no for me. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge no for me, too. It's a fuck no. Yeah. A hell no. I'm not advocating that. It was just a joke when I said that. Um, but that's not was that's it? Not, yeah, it was a joke. Okay. It was definitely a joke. You know, I, had, but I, I, I have to address it because let's be clear: like the power of the penis and the pussy is very strong. It is, <laughs> and people know it's like a drug. It can be a drug sometimes. Well, you know, looks up people. That's how people get sprung. That's how they get sprung. Exactly. So people get sprung because again, everyone has dick and ass and pussy, whatever. But however, not some everyone. People has, wield, some people wield those things a little better than others. Some people don't have it as good as others. You're right. So you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and this is going to let me go into my next topic. You know, is settling a bad thing? You know, we have talked about this before, you know, but I haven't talked about it with you. Um, and I want to know, do you think settling is considered a bad thing? You know, do you think people will truly ever acknowledge when they settle? You know what I'm saying? And what is considered settling to you? But, I mean, when everyone marries, doesn't everybody settle when you marry? When people say, I want to settle down? Is that not the same? I think when people say settle down, I mean like they want to like just be with one person. Like okay. they just want to like, I want to calm down. I want to cool down. Like, I just want to sit down. I think that's what it means. I just want to sit down. Like I'm out here in these streets. I'm just using that as an example. You know, I'm out here in these streets doing, you know, this, that, and the third, whatever. I just want to settle down. Like I just want to chew. Think about like how like when people say, oh, like if you just come back in from a trip, you know, I'll wait till you get home and settle down. Okay. Yeah. It just means like you're chilling. Like you're just... But the way you're asking it, you're asking in the context of like you're dating someone, well, but they're not, they don't fit all the boxes you normally would. Like okay, so it's like checked. Okay, so when people say it's settling a bad thing, so I think you do know this that people will, people are lonely, 
Some people aren't lonely. Right. Some people are lonely. And you know, sometimes people want a relationship so bad. I know it personally because I know someone personally in my close circle, mm-hmm. like my family. It is family, actually. Know that they can do better. But because they're so lonely, you know what I'm saying? They're willing to settle for the drama and the BS, knowing that they're not a good person or whatever. But because they're so lonely or whatever, they're willing to settle. Because they'd rather be with someone, even if it's a damn lie, you know what I'm saying? And deal with all the the BS that comes with it, than be lonely or whatever. So that is settling. And a lot of people out here, there's a lot of people out here, and you may know some people, you may not. That be in relationships and knowing damn well that relationship is no good for them. But because they don't want to be single or they can't be single. How many people do you know that they just can't be single? They always have to be in a relationship. Always, always have to be. Like, they never have time to be single. Because as soon as they get out of one, they're in another relationship. Yeah. And they're just settling. They're just bringing in this negative baggage. You know, previous shit from previous relationships. They're just settling. Yeah, I, I, yeah I've never understood that. I have to take time and heal from... I think every relationship, especially through a breakup, that's traumatic. You have to have some time to heal from that. To answer your question about settling, no, I think, I mean, I know it sounds so cliche, but I'm just a component of whatever makes people happy. If you, you know, if you settle, if you're settling in your initial relationship and it, and although it might have bad moments or other people on the outside may, may say that it's not the best relationship for you, it's up to that individual person to figure out what's best for them. If they are happy, and if they're happy, then I support their happiness. Who am who are who are me to you know sit there and 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 judge them or or try to sway them in one direction or the other if they're happy? And then you also know as well what can happen. Somebody can date someone, and I'm looking at this as the aspect of when people say they're settling, they're kind of with somebody that isn't necessarily like maybe their top choice. Like we all have things that we right, have, right, physical right. traits that we love in a person, our pre- preferences, as right, I like right. to call it. Right. But this person doesn't have all those preferences. As I'm getting older, I'm realizing it's very rare that I mean, I mean, actually I can't think of anyone that checked off every box. Anybody I've ever dated, I can't think of anyone that has checked off every single box that I had. So in that sense, did I not settle every single time I got in a relationship? Did I not settle? So what I mean by that is to say, you never know. And then also, your definition of settling, you may look at it as maybe settling, but you may come to find out something else about that person that you really like, that you may not have ever known before that you found attractive. So, um... Hmm. No? Am I that not making sense? No, that, may, that, may, that makes perfect sense. And, um, for me, you know... I'm just like, I feel like you shouldn't have to settle. I know for me personally, like, I have lonely moments and, you know, I want to be with someone, but I'd rather be lonely than settle for someone that I know is not good for me. Okay. You know, like, why would I do that? Of course. Because I know in the end, it's not going to work out. I agree. And I'm going to end up looking like a jackass, you know? So for me, it's just like, yeah, I'd rather not settle. I think once upon a time in my life, I used to settle. And, you know, just because I was like, oh, you know, it looks good and this and that, but the person wasn't a good person, whatever. But I was settling because I just wanted it, you know? And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I agree. I agree with you on that. I'm the same way. I would, I'd rather, especially now, you already know, I'm, I I can sit 
in my house with my dog and be totally fine. I don't. Oh, shout out to Ashton. He's so cute. He's yes. sitting here on the floor. It's my baby. Um, but yeah, I could just be chilling with my dog and having the best time. So I 100, 1000% agree with someone not settling for the sake of if they're lonely or anything like that. But I think what I was getting at was, again, more in the context of when we look at settling, is it just, you know, I'm dating this person, but they're not necessarily what I would desire, but I'm giving them a chance and I'm going to go ahead and make and get in a relationship with them. You think that things can change? Like your feelings? I think, I'm speaking for me, I, don't, I think it would be rare for it to happen for me, but I do know there are instances where someone has... For example, someone could be pursuing them for a long time and they're just not really that into them. And then they finally say, oh, you know what? I'm going to give, you know, give them a chance. And they go out and if they spend time with them, they start to realize they have an attraction for them. Or it could also be the way that they treat them. You know, they just may really realize this person treats me way better than someone who I was physically attracted to that treated me like shit. This person may not be you know, on the scale of one to 10 on the looks category physically, they may be a seven, but when it comes to how they treat me, they're a 10. Whereas this other person was a 10 in the looks category and he treated me like a five. So, you know, I, I think some people do weigh and they do the weighing thing there. Again, for me, for me, I have to be physically attracted to you, you know, before any of the other stuff can really... Well, okay, let me stop you right there. So I think that anyone, I mean, when you meet someone in public, right, or you're out somewhere... You just don't go to any random Joe Smell, but hey, I think you may have a cool personality, so I want to talk to you. It's something that physically draws you to them, right? Yeah. Then you're going to hope that they have the personality to go with the looks, right? But you haven't also seen her people say, like, I mean, I see people on social media say like, you know, he or she ain't no, you know, they're not the best in the looks category, but they make me laugh. I love their personality and they grew on me or they grew on me or something like that. <sighs> Okay, do I think there's instances where you meet someone and the conversation, like, you guys just end up having a conversation out the blue? Yes, but typically when you approach somebody, it's because something drawn you to them, whether it's their eyes, their ears, what they have on. Like, it's something that attracts you to that person. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to hope and pray that they have the personality to match that. Because I don't care how good looking you are. If your personality sucks, I don't want to talk to you. So, you know so you're saying that... If someone, okay, so let me ask you this, since you just brought it up, you know, look wise, you have to be physically attracted to someone. So you're okay with dating someone who's an asshole? No. But they look good? No, that's not Or would you date someone that looks good, but you ask them what one plus one is and they say 10? That looks good. And you ask them what now? What one plus one is and they say 10. I could teach math now. I'm just kidding. I'm playing. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, no, 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 no. No, you gotta have you gotta have some kind of intelligence. Serious, no, on a serious note. Actually, I love I love intelligence. That's one of the main things that's gonna pull me in. Again, yes, I think we all have a physical thing, but you know what? Physically, physically speaking, sometimes it isn't always just a how they look. Like sometimes it be an energy. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you could be attracted. It could just be when you get around them. I do believe sometimes there's a subconscious energy that we emit. Sometimes when we're around someone, they may not necessarily be physically always what we're looking for, but it could be an energy they give off. When you're around them, it could be the way that they interact with you. The body, how you guys' bodies kind of like relate with one another. You know, just through conversations, the body language, body language. I do think that's a real thing. You could be attracted to someone's body. Yeah, I can no, absolutely. Body absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I don't want to look 
when I speak of physical, I don't always want to go on, you know, normal traits, just like how their face looks, how their body looks, how tall they are, like, you know, just the superficial things that we always think about, what they dress like. It could also just be when they come around you, a feeling you get. Like, we all know those people we like that we got around them and we just got this feeling we can explain. Like, yeah. we don't know it, you know? Yeah. And that, and that itself could reinforce that attraction to them, to wanting to be around them because you like that feeling. No, they absolutely. make you feel safe. They make you feel secure. They make you feel you could be yourself and truly unlayer and unmask, you know, and just really be 100% authentically you, which we all want at the end of the day in a relationship. We just want to be with someone that we can be our 100% authentic self with. Because let's be real, when you're dating, you know, a lot of times we are giving our, what they call it, you're just showing your best representative on the first couple of dates. Right. But you also don't need to settle. No, I'm not saying that. You don't need to settle. Don't need to settle. Do not settle. And we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> we're going to leave it at leave that. It we're going to leave it at that. So, you know, we talked about a lot in this episode today. And um, Lawrence, I just want to thank you again for taking time out to come and sit down with the Pride, Love, and Ego podcast. And just let us know what you think about, you know, these topics that we talked about. It was really good hearing your perspective. And I'm um, getting your feedback on things. Um, yeah, thank you so. for having me on. It, it's been, I learned, actually I learned, it's it's good to hear and have this conversation and just to get feedback from you and learn, you know, how you look at things and how you view things. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hopefully at some time in the point, in, I mean, hopefully at some point in the future, you know, I can sit in on another one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're always welcome to come back to the Pride, Love, and Ego podcast. Always, always, always. So one thing that me and Clarence do, and Clarence actually has started this up. Shout out again to my brother, Clarence. Um, he has started this up. At the end of every episode, we do this thing called SSK, which is Start, Stop, and Keep. So you name one thing that you want to start, one thing you want to stop, and one thing you want to keep. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's good. Um, oh, thank you, Clarence, by the way, for letting me you know sit in on this as well. Um <laughs> Okay, starting, so for starting, I would like to definitely uh, start yoga. Okay. I, um, that's always something, I've done it like a few times in my life, but I've never been consistent. So what I mean by starting, I want to consistently start to do it because I, you know, I hear it's really, really good for your soul, for your mental health, things like that. And going forward, I really want to put more, uh, more importance on my mental health. You know, okay. I, I focus so much on physically, my physical health and you know, maybe spiritual health, but I, I want to definitely get more in, in tune with my mental health and hope be more holistic, holistically healthy. Okay. So that would be something I would love to start is yoga on a regular um, basis. Uh, stopping, something that I want to stop doing, I would love to stop. Um, I have a bad habit of self-doubting myself, so mm-hmm. I want to stop self-doubting. And what I mean by that is... Um, I'm going to be presented with some type of opportunity or go into some type of situation. It could just be a date with someone or, you know, I have a project at work and immediately I start thinking, well, what if this happens? I'm starting to think about all the negative outcomes, but don't really focus on all the good things about me. So anyway, I said all that to say, I want to stop self-doubt. I don't want to, um, I want to stop self-doubting myself in situations and just always focus on my what what are the things that I, I excel at and make me really a, a great person? And then as far as keeping, um kind of piggybacking on the self-doubt thing, I want to just keep most of the positive attributes that I assess that I attribute to myself. Um 
physically, if I had to pick one thing, it would be my smile. I love my smile. I always get a compliment on that all the time. Well, you have a great smile. Yes, you do. Smile. So, you know, I pray to God. I keep my smile. But I also feel, I pray to God that also I keep, um, I keep things in my life that keep me smiling as well. Absolutely. So, you know, whether it be like good friends, good family, good relationships, my dog, you just things that just keep me happy and keep me smiling as well. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And well, what about you? So I always feel like I say the same thing and I don't care because you have to keep putting it out there and manifest it. But one thing I want to start though, I do want to start, um, you know, learning um, more things to be more talented, whether that's, you know, learning how to draw better, sing better, whatever. I just another wanna, language? Another language, yeah. I want to start a new language. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, we do travel a lot. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to stop is stop doubting myself and thinking negative. Um, even when I have certain conversations, whether it be at work or whatever, always thinking the worst. I want to stop doing that and um, putting that out there. Yeah. And know that sometimes a conversation is just a conversation. It's not nothing that necessarily bad and one thing i want to keep is just i want to keep my faith and keep remaining humble um yeah and um staying grounded you know keeping myself grounded i want to keep that um so yeah those are things i want to keep um and keep going with the pride love and ego podcast of course hello come on now right come on come on now (laughs) um so lawrence let them know where they can find you at Okay, so I'm not really like your big social media junkie. Um, I have a Facebook, but I, I rarely use it. He doesn't, yeah. so. CJ literally will tell me about stuff on there um, in groups that we're in because I don't really know what the hell is going on. But um, my main my main social media avenue would be Instagram. Um, if you're on IG, you can find me at, uh, my handle is at Lawham, L-A-W-H-A-M. Um, so you can check me out there. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And this is your boy, CJ, the new 40, coming soon, CJ. <laughs> but you can follow me at I am just CJ, all one word, on Instagram. And you can follow the podcast page at Pride, Love, and Ego, all one word. You can also follow my bro, my co-host, Clarence, at A underscore man, most trust. Oh, wait. I'm about to mess up Clarence's damn name. Um, oh. Hold on. Let me see what Clarence's name is on Instagram. That's te- Let's get that together. That's terrible. Like, how can I mess up my bro's <laughs> Instagram name? That's terrible. It's, yeah, I had it right. It's A underscore man most worthy. Um, so it's Instagram, A underscore man most worthy. So okay. make sure you, yeah, you follow him. He is a, a worthy man. So yes, make sure you follow him as well. But thank you again for all the support, all the love. Um, continue to give us all the feedback. Um, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, um, yes, Google Podcast Play, um, iHeartRadio, and I uh, think we're on Pandora as well. Um, so, yes, follow all that. Tell a friend. And thank you again. And we will see you. Not even see. We will be back with more content soon. Again, greatness takes time. But we are coming up with bigger and better things. Trust me when I say that. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Until then. Be safe out in these streets. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. And uh, be blessed. Be blessed. And we're out. Bye.